The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This is Girls Talk, Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw Dating, preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and broadcasting live from Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star. Girls Talk, Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw Dating, the official dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. We are so excited for all of you who tune in and listen to us every single week, and we have got a jam-packed show to kick off this Tuesday afternoon. Haley Sutton alongside Aisha Morrison and Jess Navarez, as we do every Tuesday. Reminder, we will have a special guest in our hot seat coming up in our second block. So uh, we've got a special one today, so be sure you stick with us in that second block. Ladies... Nothing's going on in this building today, right? No, I mean, no, it's not. Not it, at all. Not ever. What are you talking about? Casual Tuesday, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Odell Beckham Jr. sweepstakes continues. We were just told that he just got in the helicopter on the field, so he's on to the next step of his journey here at the Star with Jerry. But he's had quite the busy last couple of days in what Mike McCarthy described as the recruiting process. They are, of course, trying to outbid the Giants and the Bills to get him to come to Dallas. He did yesterday meet with the medical staff. He had a physical. He met with the Jones family. Jerry Jones this morning on the fan telling um, the guys that it was a very long but a very good meeting. Uh, He described it, though, as a marriage. He said it has to work for both parties in order to be successful. Um, What else did he do? Like I said, he went through a physical. He will not work out, though, which I find to be interesting. And it's kind of sounding like at this point he's not quite ready to play at this point yeah (laughs) well what y'all want me to say like no because that's that's to me that's the hard part is that even when I started hearing the you know reports from the Giants and stuff I was waiting for like oh they 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 worked him out or they got to see him they was like nah he ain't doing he ain't doing none of that and I was like but how but how how can this be how can he not be you know because you got to see what the gentleman looks like, you know, if, if he's going to. And the Cowboys, as we were talking about earlier, ladies are in a position to where they're ready to go win now. Like, they're trying to add two to go win right now. So it's a conflicting situation. And like you said, it does have to be a marriage. There's financials involved. That's why I call fiancés finances. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Shady. All right. <laughs> uh, you know, Follow was, up that, Jess. Exactly. <laughs> I have nothing to say about that at all. I am the wrong person to ask about that. Um, Yeah, I just, I I dropped a a little bit of money on purses. Wrong person to ask about that. Um, Anyways, what I was going to say was that I think this is proof to why Odell is such a flashy name. Because he has that respect already to where it's almost like, well, obviously you need to see him work out post-injury. But it's almost one of those things that... It's Odell, though. It's the name. It's OBJ. He's already so great. And just looking at his career stats right now, I mean, they speak for themselves. But again, from a medical perspective, obviously you have to see that. It is a very interesting choice, but it's a rare opportunity, like Jerry said on the fan this morning, too. It's a rare opportunity to be able to even have Odell here and part of this conversation and potentially be part of this team at some point um but again it just comes down to jerry's favorite word availability right uh it comes down to that it comes down to timing it comes down to we're in the thick of december football now i think this would be a very different conversation if this was happening you know a month ago two months ago obviously but where the timing of it stands now makes it an even more uh 
rare situation, I guess, is a good way to put it. Because if this was happening a month ago, I, I think it would be a bit of an easier decision to be made. But now that it's December, you're talking, you know, playoff potential, playoff contention. Uh, you're starting to talk, you know, seeding, NFC East, and, and everything that comes together during this time it's interesting, and I definitely am glad we are not part of the meeting uh, that happens to make that decision. There's a lot that goes into it. And it's interesting that you bring that up, Jess. There's no shade on Odell, right? We've seen what he's been able to do in the past, but Jerry was asked this morning, you know, like, how comfortable are you signing a guy who you've not seen work out? And Jazzy, we've got that sound. Here's what he had to say about that question. Well, I'm not confident at all, and so uh, that's the issue. Now, we all realize that uh, uh, that issue of health, that issue of availability, is here every time. Uh, just this one is uh, very obvious and very pointed toward his injury that he had occurred last year in the Super Bowl. So uh, we've got a good beat on that. We've got a great read on his career. It's not like a draft pick coming at you. You've got a lot of history here, and you take a good look at everything, not only the obvious, and that's his performance, but also uh, any issues regarding health. So. All of this, uh, we've got to come in with our eyes wide open, and it has to be addressed. And that's when you see if you can uh, make a deal or not. So what I find interesting about that is when the Odell rumors first started swirling was around the Green Bay game coming out of that bye week, right? And the initial reaction off the top was, get him here. He's going to make an impact. He's going to be a big deal. Get him here at, you know, whatever it takes. And now, to your point, Jess, of it being December football and preparing for the postseason, now all of a sudden it feels like Jerry's like, hold on, Mike, let me take my Cowboys fan hat off and put my business hat on. Mm. And I, it's, it's just interesting how the dynamic has shifted. And so the question I want to pose to you ladies, because during that time uh, when it was – during the Green Bay coming off the bye, there was a lot of questions about that wide receiver room, who was going to step up, if adding Odell Beckham would kind of provide a spark to that. So when you think about where he's at, where he's potentially at, Odell, he's not working out. He doesn't feel like he's ready to go. He would be an addition that would maybe be an impact for the playoffs. Is the risk worth the reward of negotiating a deal for him to be on this team this week? This week, LOL, this season. <laughs> <laughs> or this week, hey, I mean, shoot. Smiley face, not laughing I'm, emoji. I'm torn. Um, I'm torn on it. I think there's so much conversation to be had also, too, about you know what free agency, the wide receiver free agency market oh, I have looks it like right here. going into next season. And, yeah. and those conversations are like, if he is a next year player, if, if that's something you want to look for. But, you know, the Cowboys are a draft team. They like to draft and develop. So this, it seems contradictory. Like, it seems, you know, at this point, especially with learning more about the timelines, and in fairness, when the Chicago Bears game happened, no, it was the Green Bay game happened, and then the push started for Odell, you know, Jay Glazer came out and said that he would be cleared that week, yeah. like, at the end of that week. And obviously, we're here, what, a month? Four weeks later. A month later, <laughs> yeah. and it's still not fast. what's going on. So there's also just been some mixed communication and stuff with what's going on. I think everybody's just trying to get on the same page and see if they can go for it. But as far as the receiver, this receiver core, they are showing that they can they can play well you know, together and be productive. When it, And with Michael Gallup coming back, all of this stuff that's happening, I feel like they are getting in a groove within themselves. If you do it, you do it. If you don't, you don't for me right now. I want to yeah. add real quick to your point. Um, 
because you brought up Michael Gallup. Yes, and he tore his ACL six weeks before Odell tore his. And so when you look at the timeline of Michael Gallup coming back, he was supposed to be back in what week three. Yeah. Told McCarthy, I'm not ready. Came back in week four. He did score a touchdown. And that was good. But his production hasn't been really what we have come to know about Michael Gallup since really last week, mm-hmm. finding the end zone twice for the first time since 2020. So, I mean, that's kind of the outlook that you kind of have to look at on. That's a perfect comparison of, you know, do we want two guys on our roster who are have, like, I mean, that's 13 weeks into the yeah. season that it took Michael Gallup to be able to be back to what he's been. And I think a lot of that, too, goes back to the mental side of things that we talk about a lot on this podcast. And it was really interesting to hear Jerry talk about that yes. this morning on The yes. Fan. And he said, you know, the trainers, uh, medical staff within the Cowboys organization have said that a big part that is attractive about Odell is that that mental capacity to play and be back on the field is already there. So that's a big jump uh, for Odell and helping with the positives there. But going back to Aisha's point, I wanted to talk about the free agents that uh, there is a laundry list of for the Dallas Cowboys next season. So just to name a few you may or may not know, well, Noah Brown, James Washington, Dalton Schultz, uh, you even have people like, you know, Tony Pollard, Cooper Rush. Uh, I mean, there's just a lot. Brett Maher. Um, and I'm naming some of these names that don't really have anything to do with the offense because there's a lot of guys that you have to make sure, if you're thinking long-term of Odell, you have to think forward about too because of how the team looks right now. You want to continue that productivity going into future seasons. There's a lot of names you have to lock down going into next year. So it's one of those things that, you know, if Odell – can I don't want to say settle I think settle is not the right word but if Odell and you know the Cowboys can come to a mutual agreement on price on timing on availability all of that stuff it might not be a bad idea but again you also just look at the rare opportunity to get Odell Beckham Jr. here and I know it is it is huge that is a very big name that again we talk about a lot too adds respect to that wide receiver core it puts respect to their name but I've also loved seeing the wide receiver core do that for themselves these last few weeks this last month specifically they've really broke through and they've come together and uh, we knew that would happen with more time with Dak on the field not having you know a preseason and then not having any snaps uh, obviously due to injury so it's an interesting web that is being woven here with this Odell Beckham watch uh, junior series going on at the star i'd like to point out as well jerry was asked had he ever done this before has he ever signed a guy who he never saw practice and he's without hesitation he said yeah alonzo highsmith he said he had three doctors look at his mri they told him it was bone on bone he's not going to be great jerry signed him anyways and he never played so just keeping all of that into perspective uh we're going to continue to obviously watch the odell beckham conversation but to your point jess uh, the wide receiver room really has woken up in the last couple of weeks particularly with cd lamb and what i have loved about cd before i kind of get into the details of just how much he's grown over the last four games when when he's asked about Odell, he's always very open. He's like, yeah, I'd love to bring him here. Could you imagine having both of us on the field? Who are they going to cover? Who are they going to double? Are they going to double me? Are they going to double him? So it, it does bring that respect factor as well. But give us CD his flowers, right? We haven't used that term on here in a long time. The yeah. way he's developed over the last couple of games since the bye – 
150 yards and two touchdowns against Green Bay, 45 yards on five receptions against Minnesota, six for 106 against the Giants, and then, of course, last week, five for 71 and a touchdown. He's 10th in the NFL in total receiving yards, so likely break 1,000 on on Sunday. I think he's about 72 away from that. He got his career bet. Tied his career best of six touchdowns on Sunday as well. He's averaging 13.4 yards a catch. And when you talk about the development, a lot of that is Dak Prescott coming back, right? That he talked about developing that chemistry, getting in a groove. They still, for the life of them, can't get that over-the-middle pass down. Working on it. They're working working on it. it. We're told they're working on it. Uh, it. In my gut, as a competitor, as someone who's been in a position where you're not quite competing for your spot, but someone's putting that pressure a little bit. To me, this almost feels like, with the timing of everything, that CD was like, oh, we're bringing in Odell? Yeah. Let me ball out. <laughs> and it, it just kind of has felt that way and ever since, and that's why I started this whole conversation with, you know, he's never been disrespectful, but I feel like he's kind of had that extra fire lit under him. Do you guys see that or... Oh yeah, he's. I mean, he's he's going out there and he just looks like he wants it more. And if you even if you look at him uh, during the games, he's also very active blocking. He's just getting his hands on people. You are starting to see him take that uptick into that you know that next that next echelon. He's also a beast on third down. Mm-hmm. He's becoming he's becoming you know normally that was Dalton Schultz, um, and they kind of him and Dak kind of had a wonky game on Sunday. But normally that's Dalton Schultz. But C.D. Lamb is also becoming Dak's go-to guy on third down, and that says something. It says something about his development. Also, too, credit to Kellen Moore for what he is doing with C.D. Lamb. Um, so many times we talk about CeeDee Lamb, and I felt like so many ways they were using him. He was, it wasn't to the benefit of him as a player. Like, CeeDee Lamb's very hard to tackle in space. This guy has yak ability. It's one of the things that, just one of the reasons why he drafted him is mm-hmm. because he has the ability to make guys miss. And he is now being put in those positions. Kellen is motioning him a lot. It's dictating what the defense gives you, giving, uh, giving Dak a lot of information. It's it's exciting to also see not only CD developing, but also Kellen Moore learning how to insert him and put him in positions to be dominant in games when you need him to be. And not only that, but you talk about CD's yards after contact and, and how that has been so effective. Mm-hmm. And, and On Sunday, he said, what contact? Right, right. <laughs> well, right, right. Um, but I also think, you know, when it comes to CD and his growth, a lot of that goes back to the Cowboys really honing in on the communication factor, the miscommunication factor uh, that was really exposed I think the most during the Green Bay game and then uh, they had to hunker down on that of course um, being an issue and so I think a lot of that is hunkering down cleaning up that communication I think it's building that rapport with Dak once again and most importantly I think CD is just learning how to feel confident in what he's doing and he is sticking to the basics of doing his job and doing it well and not overthinking and a lot of this game is mental and I know we always go back to that but again getting out of his own way to be the wide receiver one and owning that. And, um, you know, I think a lot of it, too, is this wide receiver core helps each other out. You have even James Washington, who's been, you know, injured, but in the ears of the wide receivers. And um, so I think it's interesting, like you said, Haley, the timing where this really amped up. But I think that also, personally, I think if uh, Odell wasn't in the conversation, we would still be seeing this kind of productivity from CD. 
Yeah, I agree. And I like to I know we touched a little bit on Michael Gallup, but just his comfortability. It, it's so much fun. I, I, and I tweeted this at the game on Sunday when he got his second touchdown. I mean, the first one, obviously, everyone was excited. But to see him find the end zone for the second time, the way the stadium just lit up. Yeah for Michael Gallup. I mean, it's just incredible to see the growth from that room and the growth specifically from him. So uh, just things to keep an eye out on as we continue to be on Odell Beckham watch. Anybody else stand out on the offense to you guys on Sunday and Sunday's game? Okay, okay, okay. That um, was a random one. We didn't talk yeah, about that. Uh, but I'm sorry. Well, no, 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 what stood <laughs> out? I think what stood out for me, and here we go, yeah. take your shot, is the – where's your shot, everybody? All right, take your shot. But it's a good thing. I think what stood out the most to me was the work that, you know, I talked to Terrence Still and Tyler Smith last week about the penalty specifically and how you're hunkering down on that, what you're doing, what the problem is. And they all said, we just need to mentally focus more. And I think what – I was the most proud to see this team do was really lock in on that and show they're not just talk, they're putting action behind that and the discipline really improving within that side of the game. For me, it was, I'm giving my flowers to Terrence Still and Tyler Smith because <laughs> they were a real big focus on the penalty issue last week for specifically. The, oh, I'm sorry, honey bunny. I got excited. No, <laughs> get excited. Uh, for me, it's the, the offensive line, yo. Yeah. Yeah, this offensive line is starting to really – you can tell in games, and I actually talked to Tyler Biotish very briefly about this in the locker room, they can feel when they're dominating at the line of scrimmage. They can feel once they get in the rhythm, they're hard to stop. And, and this uh, this offensive line, I really think, is they're just they're a lot tougher. They are a lot tougher, more physical um, than last year, and I'm, I'm definitely seeing the improvement there. Tyler Smith had a heck of a game. Yep. Mm -hmm. He seems like he's getting his legs back under him from – all those games and he's he's a young guy like you know so I feel like he's getting his legs under him and I'm impressed with the offensive line play I, I do be I think it's so funny that you bring up Tyler Smith so on Sunday I was tweeting about the production of the rookie class and just how like anytime there was a play made yeah. there was a 90 percent chance that it was going to be a rookie making the play and so I tweeted out a list and I was like Here's all these guys who are making an impact. Sam Williams, Jake Ferguson, Peyton yeah. Hendershot, Damone Clark, uh, Deron Bland. And I ran out of characters. <laughs> and we have... Come on, Twitter. We've seen Tyler Smith in this role for so long this He's season. I yeah. legitimately forgot that he was a rookie. Like, And it was no disrespect to not having him on that list. Like, I legitimately forgot. And when I tell you, uh, Brad Sham poked a little bit of fun at me in the initial comment. He's like, uh, Tyler Smith. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, my gosh. But... Like, everyone in the comments was like, Tyler Smith, Tyler Smith, Tyler yeah. Smith. And I was like, Barnacles, I just didn't realize <laughs> that he was a rookie. I forgot. Uh, so, to your point, Aisha, I think it just really it, it shows how much of an impact and how much growth he has made. This rookie class, y'all, is tremendous. Yep. I asked both Dak and Zeke just about how well they were playing. I know Dak talked about them earlier in the year uh, being the most impressive rookie class he's seen. I don't think there's really an argument at this point. Um, and I even asked CD, you know, because CD's not very far removed from being That's a rookie true. either. Yeah. And I said, you know, like, how impressive are these guys? Like, I mean, what's in the water in that 
rookie room and Did he's we like have some of that yeah he just it was just so interesting to hear his perspective because he was like you know sometimes like I forget you know like how <laughs> that they're you know not that much younger than me and so it's just interesting helping them be able to guide them in the right direction and also taking a page out of their book to help me so a lot of accountability a lot of uh, impressive things that we learned from that Indianapolis game but of course as all things in the season we have to turn the page to the Texans which we're going to get into a little bit after our second break, but we're going to go ahead and take our first break. When we come back, we have got a special guest in our hot seat. It is Tuesday here on Girls Talk, Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw, the official dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. At Jigsaw Dating, we obviously want the Cowboys to bring that sixth ring home. But to be honest, we're more focused on finding the person who will put a ring on your finger. That's why we created a dating app that reveals your face through meaningful conversation so you can date deeper. Because it's personality that matters the most, not looks. Join Jigsaw Dating today, dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. All right, Pepsi-loving football fans, it's time we had a lesson in trash talk. And I'm not talking about that stuff that happens on the field. What I'm talking about is trash, and it's the only thing that belongs in your garbage can. Now, recycling might not be as thrilling as converting a fourth and long, but next time you're thinking about throwing that Pepsi Zero Sugar bottle away, just cap it back up and pretend you're down by six with the recycling bin wide open. <sighs> know the difference, make a difference. Be a team player and recycle. Visit PepsiTrashTalk.com to learn more. I'm Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. And they snap it to Prescott, who looks right, it's not there. He escapes left, he'll run for a first down. Just like football, when it comes to crypto, it's important to have a team you can trust. With Blockchain.com, I know I'm in good hands. Since 2011, they've been trusted by millions around the world to buy, sell, and trade cryptocurrency. Prescott's going to run this himself. Run it up the middle, and he scores. Whether you're new to crypto or an active trader, they've got you covered. What are you waiting for? Get started at Blockchain.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Girls Talk, Boys Talk, Jazzy caught us off guard there. (laughs) This is Girls Talk, Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw, the official dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. We have another special guest in our hot seat. We have Kalisha Stewart, the Deputy General Counsel. This is her seventh season with the Dallas Cowboys. She spends her time negotiating agreements, managing litigation, and using creative problem solving to mitigate risks. We're going to get to her in just one second, but first, let's go to Jess. All right, let's talk Santa at the Star. Get your holiday photo with the one, the only Santa Claus at the Star, presented by Monument Realty. Santa Claus will be at his Cowboys-themed cottage in the Star District across from Ascension through December 24th. Visit thestardistrict.com slash Santa for more information. 
Thank you. I forgot about the reads, so that's just becoming a recurring theme. That's for us. okay. Yeah. You know what? We we got it in there, so it, that's what matters. Very fancy. I'll have your pictures with Santa all scheduled. They you know do what? Do pets. I did it last year, and I only had one dog back then. So now that I have two, the second one's a little bit uh, a little wild. We're what gonna see how that goes. <laughs> I, I don't know if he will. It's kind of my dogs kind of crazy. are terrified of Santa. So oh no. Yeah. I might like, bring my service dog. Yeah, I bring Congo. Congo. He likes Santa. <laughs> I think it'd be Yeah, you. you guys got it. My dogs cannot. They're afraid of Santa. Santa? <laughs> yeah, they don't like it. Um, <laughs> My dog's know. on the naughty list, so oh, I don't oh, think I'm going to no. bring her. Oh, no. <laughs> well, Kalisha, we were so excited to have you join us today. We love this segment because it just allows whoever is sitting in that chair to share a little bit about yourself and your journey. So that's kind of where I want to start. These were a lot of big words that I wasn't anticipating reading. Uh, so <laughs> give us the spark notes of what you do on a regular basis. Yeah, so the spark notes of what I do on a regular basis really include uh, negotiating and drafting contracts, managing disputes. And what that means is, you know, anytime you get 80,000 people together in a room, somebody's going to slip and fall. And so, you know, someone slips and falls on nacho cheese, wants us to pay, those sorts of disputes and things that are more serious as well. And then um, really helping to mitigate risk. And what, what I mean by that is a lot of questions we get are, are we allowed to do dot, dot, dot? And so my <laughs> job is really to uh, make sure that we're doing what we're allowed to do. And um, trying to keep up with this team, which is which is a challenge because we've got a lot of creatives in the room. We've got a lot of, uh, of fans that we like to reach in, in different and unique ways. And so our job is to keep the company out of trouble while allowing it to, to grow and, and to, to do what it wants to do. Kaylisha, how did that even come up? And in, in how did this journey lead you to, well, the Dallas Cowboys? And did you ever think that you could be doing this for the Cowboys? Uh, no, it, it really was a, a surprise journey for me, for sure. I knew when I was in law school that I wanted to work in-house for a company that created something that mattered to its consumers. And that could have meant a lot of different things for me. Um, when I was in law school, I wanted to get that experience. So I worked at Nike as an intern. I lived oh. in Beaverton for a couple of months. And then when that internship was over, I politely begged for them to let me stay on and keep working for them remotely. And so I did that, and it really confirmed for me that working for a company that connects with its consumers was important. And so when this opportunity came around, it really was, wow, this is a culmination of, of everything that I was hoping for. And uh, this brand is really special. I mean, even people that don't like the Cowboys, they, they um, feel so passionately <laughs> about yeah. that. Welcome to yeah. the club, girl. Um, so, so it really is exciting to be a part of that. Did any of your other friends that you went to law school with, did they get into sports or are they in different different avenues as well? Yeah, actually, I've got a great friend who's at the Minnesota Twins. Dope. She does my job there. And then I've got another friend in my law school class that does my job for the Miami Heat. That's so. awesome to have, you know, yeah. some connections mm -hmm. still. Okay, that's cool. It is. Yeah. Who it, is it's it really in Miami? Great. Krista Whitaker. <sighs> Her name sounds familiar. I just moved from Miami, so yeah. my ears perked up in that. Oh, yeah. She's um, great. 
you have been here for seven seasons now. Is this has this always been your role? Have you had to develop within the company, or how has your time over that seven years changed? Yeah. So what I love about working for the company is that it's really they're really open to uh, expanding your role. If you want to do more, try more. There's always uh, support for that. You can really be an entrepreneur almost in your career here. And so when I first started, I hadn't been out of law school for very long. So I was associate counsel. I was the uh, second lawyer that the company had. Since then, we've hired another attorney. So we're, we've got three attorneys. We've got uh, three paralegals and, and a, a growing team. So um, I became deputy general counsel a couple of years ago. Um, I ended up uh, managing a paralegal. So I got some of that management experience and she's amazing. She makes my job so easy. So it ha my role has expanded over time. Um, in addition to the title, we when I first started, we were still headquartered at Valley Ranch. Mm. And so just this place itself and all of the businesses that have grown from it that we support um, has expanded my, my role just in that way as well. Oh, that's amazing. And so what we love to do with this hot hot seat specifically is we love to empower and, and, and empower anybody who's watching. So obviously law school, incredible accomplishment within within your life and within your career. What is your one message to anybody watching this that, uh, you know, maybe wants to pursue something down this road and, and the same career avenue as you? Yeah, so um, I think I would say to really, I mean, believing in yourself is is really the biggest thing. Um, we, we really can't underestimate how much control we have over our experience in life. And that's really driven by the way that we talk to ourselves, the, the stories that we tell about the things that happen. And so I think really paying attention to, um, are you encouraging yourself? For example, I, um, I don't do podcast interviews very often, so it can be very nerve wracking, you know, and I think one way to approach that nervousness is say, oh, my God, what if I say something dumb? I'm actually going to tell Jazz that I'm sick, like I don't want to even show up. The other way to look at it is, you know, I'm nervous. That must mean I care about doing a good job. And, you know, I isn't it neat that in my job I have these opportunities to do things that are scary and different and so by having um, by paying attention to the way that you're talking to yourself the way that you're encouraging yourself I think it really uh, improves the experience of your life but it, it really expands what you're able to accomplish I think that's such an important message especially for women in this business to hear because there's so often we were just joking right before the show someone left a comment on our uh tweet that we put out every time is like stop trying to make this a thing it's not a thing and so mm -hmm. we're to the point now where it's like okay whatever yeah. but you know to your point there's there's two ways of looking at that and so I love that that is your perspective and that's your takeaway has it always been your perspective or did it take some time to develop that thinking well, well, to your point about getting that feedback, I think one thing that's always important to remember, and, and I think in my role as a lawyer, too, is that strong voices attract, but they also repel. And by having this platform, that's just a natural thing that comes along with it. But, mm. you know, as a as a fan of our podcast and, and as a fan of this podcast, part of the reason why I'm nervous is, um, so is that y'all are, are great examples of what it means to, to do work and, and be in this business. Um, in terms of your question about had it always been that way? No, I, I think that those sort that way of looking at life comes from experience and um, really a lot of um, introspction about like, is this working for me? What's going and therapy, which I think yes. everyone can benefit from.
Oprah. Yeah. Love that. Yes. Yes. We love a good therapy we session. We do love a good therapy we session. We love a comfy couch. Yes. Yep. <laughs> what are some of the challenges that you face? I'm sure there's probably a plethora, but what are some of the ones that you've had to work through here? Yeah, that that's such a great question. I think the challenge of this job is that there's a lot of work. So we do the the work for all the Jones family businesses, and they have a lot. Uh, and we have a uh, we have a pretty small legal team. And so in order to get everything done, you have to work fast. Um, but by that same token, you know what good is your legal department if they're giving you bad advice? So you we have to be careful, and as much as possible, we have to be right. And so sometimes when you're working fast, and you have to be careful that those things can be in tension, and that tension creates pressure. Um, and and so I would say that the biggest challenge is the pressure of that. And I know that's true for a lot of folks, but the way that we deal with that in, that in our department is that we have a really great culture of trust. And that starts really at the top with our general counsel, Jason Cohen. So we trust each other, we support each other, and we really do our best to and make it through. I love that you bring up pressure because diamonds are made under pressure. And so what is something very valuable that you've learned about yourself throughout those situations of being put under that pressure and throughout this time here? Oh, that's such a great question. I think the the lesson that comes back over and over again is trusting yourself. And I think that's where confidence comes from. It's not, you know, thinking way highly of yourself, which is which is great if you can get it. But uh, but true confidence comes from trusting that even when things may not go well or may, may not go right, even if you do make a mistake, trusting that things are going to be okay, trusting that that's something that you can bounce back from. And so that pressure really has given me opportunities to develop that trust and resilience in myself as a person and as an attorney. Did you grow up a Cowboys fan? Are you Are you really like even into football? You know, you never no, it's a good. No, I was thinking. I was thinking about that too. I was wondering. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm from San Antonio, Texas, which is huge Cowboys country. We've yep. got. I mean, right behind the Spurs, which of course these are those are our hometown mm -hmm. heroes. But I mean, uh, the Cowboys even used to do training camp did, in San Antonio. Did. So we've got a really loyal following there. So have certainly been around it. Now I will say that my appreciation and love for the Cowboys increased as I worked here. Like anything, the more that you understand it and can really appreciate it, the, the more you love it. And so um, it, that fandom has really developed over time. What is something that you hope to accomplish that you haven't already accomplished in this role? Oh, that's such a wonderful question. I, I definitely know that I have a lot to learn, and that's why I'm really happy here because the, the family keeps investing in building new businesses and there's new <laughs> things to learn. Um, the company also offers opportunities to grow as a person. Even doing an interview like this is a, is a great example of that. So I think one thing I'd love to accomplish that, that you know, maybe still is a work in progress is continuing to develop as a, as a leader, as, um, you know, in a, a servant leadership capacity and really be someone that uh, our employees can look to, to uh, and trust and that they can come and, uh, and share their challenges, share their triumphs. That's certainly the role that I want to play here. Kalisha, you are such a treat. My sister is a lawyer as well, so I, I love that this was an opportunity to shed light. I hope she's listening to this because um, I know she, you guys have so much in common. So thank you for being with us today. Thank you for joining us in our hot seat. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Kalisha Stewart, Deputy General Counsel. We will be right back on Girls Talk, Boys Talk to talk a little Dallas Cowboys defense after this break. 
At Jigsaw Dating, we obviously want the Cowboys to bring that sixth ring home. But to be honest, we're more focused on finding the person who will put a ring on your finger. That's why we created a dating app that reveals your face through meaningful conversation so you can date deeper. Because it's personality that matters the most, not looks. Join Jigsaw Dating today, dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. All right, Pepsi-loving football fans, it's time we had a lesson in trash talk. And I'm not talking about that stuff that happens on the field. What I'm talking about is trash, and it's the only thing that belongs in your garbage can. Now, recycling might not be as thrilling as converting a fourth and long, but next time you're thinking about throwing that Pepsi Zero Sugar bottle away, just cap it back up and pretend you're down by six with the recycling bin wide open. (sighs) Know the difference? Make a difference. Be a team player and recycle. Visit PepsiTrashTalk.com to learn more. It's Smoothie King's original angel food and new angel food slim without added sugar. You no longer have to choose between treating yourself and hitting your goals this summer. You don't have to choose between great taste and feeling great. Because at Smoothie King, every blend is made with whole fruits and no syrups, so you can satisfy your cravings without compromise. The only choice you will need to make is which one is best for you. Try our classic angel food or the new angel food slim, blended without added sugar. Smoothie King, rule the day. Welcome back to Girls Talk, Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw. We're going to talk a little Dallas Cowboys defense, but first we're going to listen to Jess do some reading. Well, experience the most electrifying event of the holiday season, Cowboys Christmas Extravaganza, uh, every Friday and Saturday night through December 17th. This is powered by Reliant. Uh, Cowboys Christmas Extravaganza unites the star in Frisco with an unforgettable holiday performance showcasing the world-renowned Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders, your favorite Dallas Cowboys heroes, and, of course, Santa Claus. Too. Visit the stardistrict.com slash Christmas for more information. It's so funny you read that. I have to re- do that read for both of my shows, Flashback and Rewind. Yeah. And so you're reading it, I'm like, Dallas Cowboys Christmas extravaganza yeah, yeah. ignites the star in Frisco. So funny. I, I would like to get out there, though. It seems really cool. It's always yeah. packed on Fridays, though, so I, and I'm ready to get out of the building. But uh, I'm hoping to get there before it is it done. It looks beautiful. Yeah. I mean, that tree over there, I think beautiful it, in I itself. So I can't even imagine. Lights yeah. are beautiful. I synced it. Pretty. What'd you say? I synced it. You went? I synced it. Okay. Why? Is that uh, Y'all, y'all it's from the work? office. <laughs> I don't watch the office, girl. My bad. All right. Anyway, girl, what? Kalisha was dope. Yeah. Kalisha was great. Kalisha was great. Yeah. Amazing. And I love too just the perspective that she gives because it's not always about like the X's and O's. I know we do yeah. a lot of X's and O's chat and the football side of things, but it's always really cool just to hear from, you know, the other people in the building who yeah. do other work besides what we do. This so it's such an important part of mm-hmm. this building. I mean, just making doing what she does, I, it's just interesting to meet somebody that does that. It's cool. And yeah. put faces to just different aspects within the Cowboys organization because I, even just being in the building every day, you kind of don't realize how many moving parts there yeah, are to it like, until you meet people like Kalisha and just everybody we've had in the hot seat and then you just have a deeper appreciation for um, what goes on here. So. Yeah, we love her. She was great. We liked Kalisha. We've had a lot of really great guests. We have 
a few minutes left. I want to transition us into talking about the Houston Texans. Y'all, I'm not going to lie. There's not a ton to talk about with this team. Uh, Point blank period. They are not good at football this year. They are not good. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, Jazzy, the last time they met was in 2018. Houston did win in double overtime, 19 to 16. But a fun fact, 19 points is the most points that the Texans has ever scored against the Cowboys. They've done that twice. So uh, I don't anticipate that being an issue this time around. But um, with the Cowboys, particularly on their defensive side, obviously that's been the strong suit of this team. But really the spotlight put on the secondary on Sunday, whether it was Malik Hooker getting having a huge game against his former team, uh, Deron Bland stepping up. Uh, and now we've got to start talking about Kelvin Joseph with Anthony yeah. Brown being out with an Achilles rupture. Uh, so I've, I, I wrote down a list of guys as I was talking about this with the Anthony Brown injury uh, because a lot of the conversation was, oh, well, like, Deron Bland is playing so well. Like, he'll slide right in to play to play for Anthony Brown. But I think what a lot of people don't realize is, like, he's already doing that. You know, when yeah. we lost Jordan Lewis to the Lions, like, Deron Bland's been in the game. So now, to me, it's where can we find that extra layer? Dan Quinn talked about Kelvin Joseph being that next man up. He's got the most experience, and I say that only because he's only been here for a couple seasons. So you know, you've got this list. You've also got Nashawn Wright and Israel Mukwamu, who did play corner in college. He's played more safety here with the Cowboys. Um, but I think if you were going to have a time to do some experimenting, this would be this the it, week to yes. do it. Yep. The Texans are not great at the pass. I think if the if the pa- if the run defense continues to operate on the ways that they've been doing over the last couple of weeks, very similar to the Colts, you force Davis Mills to throw and he has proven to throw interceptions. He's had 11 this season only behind Matt Ryan who has 13. They've thrown 15 total interceptions this season. They're 27th in total passing yards per game. They have the second lowest QBR at 22.6. And I think the worst stat on this list is that the quarterback completion rate is 61%. Oof. So when we talk about mixing in guys. <laughs> Sorry, I wasn't <laughs> expecting that. I didn't mean to. No, it's bad. Yes. That's why I teed it oh. up at the beginning. Yes, it. <laughs> well, and so it's there's rough. that. And there's another one, too, that I wanted to throw in there from Mike Pullen, a fellow BTBer of mine. He said in the last three games, the Cowboys are scoring an average of 41 points in a game, the best in the NFL. In the last three games, the Texans are averaging 13 points a game, second worst in the NFL. So another oof. Yeah, it's just they're not great. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. They're not great. Um, <laughs> okay. But again, like it's not okay. it's, it's very similar to the Colts oh. where like you the Colts were not. They weren't great either. They were better, but they weren't great. And so it's one of those games where you don't want it to become a trap game for sure. No. Uh, but again, when you're looking at how you're going to – when you, I think at this point you're looking ahead to the playoffs. Everything that you're doing, yeah. counting down to that Eagles game, is how can we get ready for the postseason. And I think this is a perfect opportunity – to start mixing some guys in mm-hmm. for Anthony Brown, starting with Kelvin Joseph. I know we've had talks about Kelvin. He makes me nervous because he's like a bucking Bronco, right? Where like he just is flying full speed. Yeah. He's going to give you absolutely everything that he has, which is so positive. But he needs some polishing. Yeah. But I think absolutely. that this is a good opportunity for him to kind of get in there and get that polishing this no, week. No, you're absolutely right. With, with the Jags coming up, obviously they do actually have a few guys. But in these next two games – with the Cowboys trying to figure out things, even with Tyron come back at, coming back at left tackle, if you're going to be working out these things and seeing who's going to be the gentleman, you know, 
opposite of uh, Trayvon or whatever the case may be, it's the perfect time. It is the perfect time. And when you talk about a Kelvin Joseph, I'm one of the people that definitely thinks he, he needs the opportunity to get the reps to feel to feel to get a feel for the game. So many instances he goes in, he's coming right back out, vice versa. He has the opportunity to also to get the prime snaps and and practice. Like this is his opportunity. It's right now. I said it before the season for a lot of guys on this roster. It's a prove it year, and that's one of those situations for him because they're going to try to work other guys in. My one of my concerns though is with special teams. Mm. Um, Say what you want to say, but Kelvin Joseph has been fantastic as a gunner, minus when he's getting penalties. He's been fantastic. <laughs> oh, I'm ready for it. Fantastic next to uh, C.J. Goodwin. C.J. Yeah. Goodwin, you know, got a little banged up that game. With Nashawn Wright, it sounds like he would be stepping in as that secondary guy. So it's a trickle-down effect. So with Nashawn Wright, if he is one of those guys, if he's battling for that two spot, maybe he gets it then that changes what's going on with your special teams coverage as well. And I feel like, especially this past game, it wasn't the best that it's been. So that's just another area that I'm worried about with DB being so weird right now also. I think for Kelvin Joseph, it's a discipline issue more than anything. And, you know, shout out to Chris for sending me this beautiful little website of penalty information galore. But he is now officially after uh, last week's game, the second most penalized player within the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, He has six penalties so far, uh, averaging less than one penalty a game for 69 yards. Uh, And then let's see, it's a face mask, unnecessary roughness. He has one of those, one offensive holding, one illegal. Uh, blindside block, one defensive Reckless. pass interference, and one fair catch interference. So, a, a little bit of a plethora of wow, issues five. within so, that. So, ugh. I think for me, the worry is cleaning up the self discipline and the mental focus that we hear these guys talk about in and out, day in and day out. Is is that? And I think. A lot of it, honestly, is on-the-job training of the mental focus for him. So I think at this point, it it should be more cleaned up. But um, it's now or never for him. This is his now or never time. You step up, you do it, you clean it up, or you don't. And I, I time will tell. But yeah. uh, keeping a very close eye on uh, the self-discipline and accountability on his end. On the plus side, you do get a guy that is willing to come up and tackle. You get a guy. Yeah. And there were instances, too, in that game. If, I mean, he wasn't getting the ball thrown to him, but he was he was close in coverage. It's a lot of time and stuff, too. Like, these mental reps and stuff matter, like you said. And even with the discipline stuff, like, hopefully the more he's on the field, he gets it. But um, the secondary, the safeties that are so important to the secondary are definitely going to have to step up um, and possibly help out in areas with that young guy being over there because we have seen in multiple games that people don't even want to look at Trayvon. Mm-hmm. And it's to a point to where he's like, oh, you throw the ball to me? Like, <laughs> surprise? Like, I'm surprised myself. So um, this is an important part of the defense. It is. It's an important part of the defense. I'm um, just interested to see how Dan Quinn fix this one, how he how he works around this one. He has the capability. You have the pass rush as well to yeah. kind of mediate um, you having a young guy out there. It's a – everyone got something right now. Every team got something right now, so. Yeah, I was just uh, wrapping up with Kelvin Joseph, 10 tackles this uh, season. And uh, to your point, he had his best game against the Packers where he stepped in for Anthony Brown in that game as well where he had five tackles and he had a forced fumble in that game. He's coming off of a two-tackle performance and a pass deflection, so you mentioned him not being afraid to get up and tackle. Uh, I think this is, like I said off the top, he's 
he's going to have opportunities. And then on the flip side of that, when you talk about Deron Bland, yeah. you know, guys aren't targeting Trayvon anymore. But now all of a sudden, Deron Bland is snatching balls. Snatching it. Snatching <laughs> balls out of players' hands. I mean, and, and we talked about just the uh, finesse that this rookie class has. I think he is one of the top rookies at this team, a steal in the fifth round that they got from him. So he had his career game on Sunday. Just a lot of things to look forward to in that secondary. And you mentioned as well uh, with the line, uh, Tyron Smith being able to come back and, and yeah. work his way in. Maybe practicing this week? I, I, Mike did tell us on Monday. Monday? Monday. Monday. That, thank you. <laughs> no padded practice, though. Uh, no padded week practices this week, but yeah. he more than likely will have his window activated on Wednesday. And I think that was indicated, too, during Sunday's game when you saw the O-line rotation happening during the game with that on-the-field rep and those on-the-field practice reps um, and on-the-job training. So I think that was kind of preparing for it. So that'll be something to watch out for. Yeah, something to pay attention to. Me and Mickey Spagnola on Press Conference Live yesterday spoke about how the earliest we would likely see Tyron Smith would be earliest the Eagles game because Mike yeah. said that he wants to see him in a couple of padded practices and that would kind of be the earliest but we'll see how that develops we'll obviously get to chat about it a little bit more tomorrow uh, something else to pay attention to that I'm going to be looking at at practice tomorrow is Kendall Sheffield of course they added him earlier in the yep. season and he's on the practice squad McCarthy told us yesterday that he likes what he's offered so far he's likely a guy who's going to step up and get reps so we'll see if he also gets elevated to help out that room so a lot of things for us to look forward to that we will chat about coming up tomorrow on Girls Talk, Boys Talk. But as always, a fabulous conversation with you two ladies. Yep. That'll do it for us here on this Tuesday edition of Girls Talk, Boys Talk. We will see you tomorrow. Bye. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!